What's up, my peeps? Listen to my daddy, the people's preacher. Deuces! <laughs> What's good? What's good, family? It's your boy, the people's preacher, and you tuned in to the Av Podcast, where we do two things. You know what we do. We give God glory, and we tell stories. And tonight is no exception. We have the seven times seven times seven segment. That's seven questions that gives us seven answers that technically, hopefully, will spark seven conversations. And tonight we got a special guest on the line. And before we get him in, we're going to give God what he deserves, and that's his place. So tonight's Bible scripture is Psalms 26, verses 2. And it reads this way. Examine me, O God, and prove me. Try my heart and my mind. And see, what, what David is saying there in that scripture is he's telling God to examine himself. See, as a believer, our number one goal is that we would be right before God at all times at on all occasions. And one of the things that David is saying is pretty much what David is saying is whatever is in my heart, Lord examine it and if it's not of you remove it and one thing about david david loved what he loved what he feared i'm sorry is losing god's spirit and that's one thing as as believers we can never we can never get to a place where we think that we don't have to come to god the way we come to god we think that we can hide from god and we could do what we want and you have to constantly be coming for God, before God and saying, God, change me, Lord. Touch me. Change me, Lord. Remove this. Remove that. We have to be that way. And so David is a great, a great um, example of someone who doesn't have confidence in himself at that point. He wants God to check him. And so I love that portion of scripture. It's a good scripture. So. What we're going to do now is um, I'm going to call my boy, Royale. And um, yeah, that's his name, Royale. We're going to call him up on the phone. We're going to chop it up with him. We're going to talk about family, culture. We're going to talk about rap. We're going to talk about trials and tribulations. We're going to talk about just just everyday Christian life. And one of the things that I love him about my brother, he's very transparent. And I pray that tonight as he's transparent that you would catch that, you know, as Christians, we uh, we tend to uh, want to put a mask on and, and act like super Christian and nothing moves us and nothing, nothing gets to us. But that's just not reality because the Bible says that, you know, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And, and um, one of the things that we have to understand is transparency is very, very, very important. Transparency to those in the church, to those in our family. People got to know that we go through things and that we do mess up, we do fail, but we ultimately, the goal is for us to please God. And so, we call him my boy Royale. Here we go, yo, here we go. Hello. What it do, what it do, you're on the Ave. How you doing, my brother? Hey, what's good, man? I'm good, good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm so excited. I've, I, ever since we you agreed, uh, you agreed after I begged you and paid you and stalked you. That uh, hey, bro, hey, hey, yeah. Make sure that yeah, you make sure that your people get with my people and that they wire the money. All right. We're gonna send those food stamps ASAP. Hey, 
Here we go. Hey, Wink, you already know. Hey, man, do you got a radio one in, in the car with you? Do I what? Hey, you have a radio one in the car with you? No, I don't. Okay, cool. So, uh, go ahead, and um, I, I just want to thank you for taking time to talk to me, my brother. Um, it's an honor and a privilege. I remember, uh, we just want to, I just really, real quick, want to talk about the amazing time we had at the youth night a couple weeks ago where you guys oh, came yeah, and, uh, you guys ministered to the young people and they were still talking about it like a week and a half later. Like they, the girls were talking about the sister and, and we just had a blessed time, man. And you, uh, you guys came and you ministered and we had a really good time, man. Oh man. I I had a good time out there, man. I just, I went out, literally, bro, I went out there just to support my, my shout out. First of all, uh, for those of you who do know me and don't know me, my name is Roy L. I'm one fourth of the group Beloved Ones. Shout out to my beloved ones. Shout out to Bible Steve, my sister Miriam, my big brother Jake Soul. Bible Steve. Entertainment, big Angel, shout out, big ups to Beloved Entertainment. Um, also, shout out to my Visions crew too, man, to... Mr. Mejia, Big Andy, my brother, one of one, Jesse Silver, and then uh, representing all the way out in Texas, Modesty. I got you, sis. My so, God. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, we. That's the entourage. Time out there. <laughs> hey, got got it, man. God thing. God's getting us connected, bro. You know what I mean? So we're just uh, we're we're pushing forward for Jesus, man. But yeah, I, I literally went out to support J Soul and Mimi for that show, bro. And literally, maybe about a night, maybe like a day or two before that even happened. Miriam had called me up and was like, hey, um, would, it, would you be down to perform with us at the youth event at Victory Outreach Long Beach? And I'm like, um, yeah, just, you know, make sure that Jason's, you know, make sure that Big J's cool with it, and, you know, and that we're all in one accord. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, because it just so happened that <clears throat> a few of the tracks that they were going to be performing, I was on them. So uh, right now, you know, I've been in a season where God's kind of sat me down. Okay. Really, I'm not really on a platform right now. God kind of sat me down right now. I'm kind of just receiving. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a in a resurrection process, if you will, right now. All right, and, uh, all right. Can, I'll get I'll get more into that later. But um, that event was amazing, man. We had a we had a blessed time, man. I mean, there was. I'm just glad that people were ministered, man, through the music and through the testimonies. And just to see the youth excited, man, and on fire for Jesus is exciting, man. It's just, it's just really, it's, it's an exciting time right now. It's an exciting time right now. That's one thing about the gang. It's called God's Anointed Now Generation. They don't play. One thing I can say is, is in the ministry of Victory Outreach, there has uh, always been a high standard for the youth ministry, the, the founders of it, the ones who put it down. And it's uh, always been that way. It's, it's, it's remarkable that, you know, you can get young people to come out on a Wednesday night and and just give it their all. And this is what they told me. They said, hey, Brother Dave, can you have this guy get back on the stage so we can worship at the altar? What 14-year-old kid tells you that? You yeah. know what I mean? They were, like, mad because Jason don't want to be on the platform. Cause, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know. That's his thing. But you know what? I'm going to talk to him, and I'm going to see what he can I can do. And so I told him, hey, bro, they want to they come and worship with you at the altar. And then he looked at me, and I was just like, you know, hey, this this their church, really, and um, yeah, man. But one thing about them is they love the Lord, and um, and um, I know that uh, we had a blessed time. I want to talk about that. There's a song that you guys sang that night that you were on the hook, and you went from. Be okay, first of all, what is your nationality, brother? I wanted to know real quick. 
Um, hey, it's funny that you asked me that, bro, because a lot of people, a lot of people ask me that too, and they kind of they try to guess and they they can't figure it out. I don't think anybody can. But I'm half Mexican and I'm half Pacific. Well, I guess you can say Indonesian and Asian. Ooh, I'm okay. Half Mexican and half Dutch Indonesian. My guy. Okay. Yeah, man. Sounds about right. But a lot of people mistake me for being Middle Eastern. I was gonna say, uh, like Kim Kardashian, right? Exactly. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Armenian. Yeah, Armenian. Egyptian. Oh, yeah, Egyptian lover, Egyptian right? lover. But you know what's crazy is uh, you were on this hook, and to me it sounded like like Caribbean or something, dude. It was I don't know which song it was, but your voice. Oh, was it that reggae track? Woo! That was oh, dude. I was like, hey, oh bro. no, I was like, okay, Dang. so a little behind the scenes on that track, bro. We were I think me and me and brother Jay, uh, Jay had hit me up and said he was at the studio. So I went down that night, and uh, he was about to put on this reggae track with Sis. And he's like, hey, can you come up with the hook? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Let me chill. You know, he played the beat, and right off the beat, right off the bat, like, God had just given me a hook. And because at that moment in time, when that song first came out, and the reason why it was called Can't Let Go is because at that moment in time, I was dealing with a situation that took a of my life where I couldn't let go of a certain sin. Mm. And so the hook says, can't let go. You got a hold of my soul because this sin had such a strong grip on me that I felt like I couldn't let go. Okay, okay. And so, so it's every time I go back to that song, man, just hearing what every, everything that Jason, uh, that the Holy Spirit had put on Jason's heart when he wrote that song, man, is just heavy, bro. Just dealing with that relationship with sin because a lot of people don't understand, man. When you deal with sin, it's almost it is a relationship. Ooh, is a relationship. ooh I like that, bro. Talk Christ, about that. Then you, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, bro, you have a relationship with sin. Mm. And Christ is either going to give you life or sin is going to lead you down to destruction where your own decisions led you down that path. Oh, man. You preaching, We got to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, all, all, in all seriousness, yes, music is a calling. Yes, music is used as a gift and a tool for the ministry. But at the end of the day, what good is it if we're not going to preach the gospel, if we're not going to preach the life of Jesus Christ, and we're not going to preach the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. That's the whole reason why I even decided to, to, to... I know we haven't jumped into any of the questions yet, bro, but that's the whole reason why I even got into this whole uh, music thing Ooh, and, 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 and to on. begin with, you know what I mean? One of the things that... Uh, I know you're married, so we could, we, could, we could agree. Sometimes I'll preach at church or I'll preach on Instagram or whatever, and the wife will look at me and be like, hmm... And I'm like, I know so we got to practice what we preach. But one of the things oh, I love man. about God is as a preacher, not only am I preaching to you, but I'm preaching to myself. And so, now. man, but hey, okay, we're about to get this in. So I got seven questions for you that, that hopefully right. you can give me seven good answers and we can spark seven conversations. Are we ready, my man? All right. All right. Okay. First of all, what inspired you to start rapping? What was that moment? Whether it was Christian hip hop or not, what was that moment that you felt like I want to rap? I, I think I, I think uh, I'm gonna start rapping. Like I don't know for me, I never wanted to rap, but I know the minute I wanted to preach. But what was that moment where you felt this moment inspired me to start rapping? Um, describe that. Describe honestly, that moment. I had to have been. I had to have been no more than. I think I was going into my freshman year of high school, bro. So I had to have been maybe twelve or thirteen. Okay, yeah. I was, yeah, and I was really, I was really getting into, uh, I was really getting into hip hop at that time, man. 
But I was more, I wasn't really into like the heavy hip hop side of it. I grew up in the neighborhood, so I I grew up more on like the G funk side. I grew up more on the gangster rap side of things. All right, okay. at that time, what really caught my ear at that time was I I started listening to a lot of Bone Thugs. Ooh, boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, man. So I, I started listening to Bone Thugs. And at that time, too, dog, I was already smoking weed. And so I was already running in the streets. I was running around with a lot of my my cousins that were that were from the hood. And so even though I never gangbanged, thank God, I never was put in that situation where I put my, you know, I, I was I got involved in, in yes. that. But I did have family members that were involved. So that led me down that lifestyle where I were, was introduced you definitely, know, to the definitely. things that they did. But, um... But the music that I was introduced to, too, man, is just, it hooked me. But what really got me into rapping not, wasn't necessarily the secular side of it, but, man, you know, just like any any youngsters, you know what I mean, when you're growing up, we could pass up time where we were all loaded, we're all faded and drunk. We started, we would put on some bone thugs, and for some reason it would inspire us, and me and my cousins, we would just start rapping. We would just start freestyling in front of the, in front of the past, uh, just to pass up time while we were loaded. And I remember this one time, uh, we were just freestyling, having it for fun and everything. And then we had a homegirl that 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 was uh, that that lived in the neighborhood, and she had her boyfriend there. And uh, I didn't know homeboy could rap. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? I finished my bar and everything, and I you know I didn't even say anything aiming towards homeboy or anything like that. And just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, dude just came out spitting, and he dissed me. Ooh. And uh, battle rap, me, battle rap, literally, dog. <laughs> after he dissed me. I couldn't. I couldn't come back. I, I didn't have a comeback. And I remember that night, I went home. I grabbed a pen and a pad, and I've been writing ever since. And I think I was like 15 years old. I'm 31 now, so that's what 16 years that I've been writing music. Wow. But that's what encouraged me is the, is the fact that some fool dissed me in front of my cousins and my homegirl, and it kind of it, it sparked something. Now, whether that was God ordained or not at that young of an age, uh-huh. the fact is. That's where I first got my first taste of like, okay, I'm gonna start writing music. I'm gonna wow, start, and wow. even then, I was writing music that that had nothing to do with anything that I was doing. It was just glamorizing uh, everything you heard on the radio and everything that you know the world wants. You know what I mean? Definitely, Big cars, definitely. Guns, gang life, women, drugs, all that stuff. So you're not just so you're not just a rapper, but you're also a writer, producer. Because some dudes don't write, some dudes don't produce. Okay, they just so know how to spit, thing, bro. So so I want to learn how to produce. Um, you know what I mean? A big shout out to my homie Big Marky, free from my addiction, FFMA. Um, oh, that's the homie right there. Me, yeah, man. He shot me a laptop, man, with all the software and everything in it, but I just never came around to actually learning how to produce, man. You need to get but him on the show for me, man. Tell him, that, da- hey, tell him Big D want to get you on the show. I don't want a hey, free shirt. Sure. I don't need a shirt. <laughs> uh, sure. Every time I see him, I'm like, every time I text him, I'm like, hey, you think I can get some free shirts? And then he don't text me back. <laughs> Click on the link above. <laughs> hey, but yeah, for real, bro. Uh, a laptop with all kinds of software in it, but never came around to producing. But um, as far as what God has gifted me with, bro, I can rap, I can sing, I can write. Ooh, hey man, triple threat, triple so, threat. Yeah, man. So you know what I mean. A lot of the hooks, you know what I mean. Um, God was able to give me hooks for a lot of the mu- music and the material that we were able to come together with. I was able to help Mimi Callie out with some of her um, some of her material. Um, it was just a group effort, man. You know what I mean? Like, God might have blessed me with that opportune uh, with that opportune time to come up with the hook or everything. But man, everybody was was spirit filled. Man, Steve, Miriam, Jason, we were all filled, man, when we wrote the material for Beloved Ones, man. And and 
And the way that it ministered people now, I'm glad that even now, a year and a half later, I think it's a year and a half later, man, that we since we dropped uh, through the fire, and it's still ministering to people. So, I mean, it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome. That's what God does. That's how, I mean, anything we do for God is, it, it, and I tell people, when you do things for God, it's eternal. You know, everything we oh, do man, is eternal. Everything tell we, uh, you know, investing in lives is eternal. Because as a Christian, our, our, our perspective is not here and now. We know that there is much more. See, death for us is just an open door to, to be with our Savior. And so I tell oh, people, this earth it's temporal. It's it's but a vapor, the Bible says. So, amen. You answered my second question already. How long have you been rapping? You said since you were a freshman. So, we, you answered that question. The third thing, which always intrigues me, the third question is, how did you get your rap name? But before you answer that question, how many nicknames did you not, did you go, did you have first before you picked Royale? what it's a trip bro because i think i only had i've only had one other rap name that i went by and um other than that i've never i've never had a i never went through that process of trying to figure out like okay what should i call myself what would sound cool or anything like that or i i never went with any trends or anything like that like yeah um growing up in high school because you know i like i said i, I got a lot of my influence um from bone thugs so when I first started flowing, a lot of my flows were kind of like that staccato. Just it was based off of that flow from Bone. So I I had I, I had a uh, I had a way of being able to switch up my flow because I could slow it down and then I would switch it up. So the homie had heard me spit one time, and he's all, "Dog, I'm gonna call you Roy Switches." Roy Switches. So I okay. Went, I went by Roy Switches with a Z. With Roy a Z. Switches for I would want to say from the time I was in high school all the way up until. That's how I got thrown when I rededicated my life, probably back in 2015. Wow. I went by Roy Switches for the longest time. And wow. then after I got saved, uh, around the time that uh, I was already listening to, I was already listening to a lot of, you know, to some Christian hip hop already. But at that, like, at that time, a lot of artists were going by their real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was a season like in Christian hip hop they were doing that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And I felt like I felt like by doing that, I felt like I was claiming it's of who I was and where my identity lies. Like mm, it wasn't talk behind about that. Talk it wasn't about behind that. like a it wasn't behind a, a tag, it wasn't behind the title, it wasn't behind a nickname or, or, or an alias. It was just Roy L, basically. You know what I mean? So like if people look at my name, a lot of people call me Royal because yeah, I, that's what uh, I thought, too. Apostrophe L. <laughs> yeah, you ain't the first one. A lot of people get that. Because I, like, yeah, I didn't graduate high school, royalty. so, you know. Yeah, so, but really, it's basically my, the, obviously, my first name and then the first letter of my last name. Oh. How do you say your I last name, boss? My last name is Latumetan. That's L-A-T-U-M-E-T-E-N. I'm just going to stick with Roy. That's side, man. That's more of a reason why I went with Roy L. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Roy. <laughs> nobody's gonna and nobody's gonna pronounce they're gonna butcher that name bro hey how, how does your like, wife go around telling everybody her and she's like i'm mrs roy l <laughs> oh that's crazy that's a that's a crazy <laughs> name dude but anyway yeah um I'm, I'm always intrigued on how people get their nicknames first like you get people that yeah i, I used to, they used to call me boogie doogie i'm like yeah, yeah thanks yeah 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 i get you you know like little tree trunk or like big mustafa and i'm like but 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 yeah okay that's cool cool so you say um you, you're already telling me uh that you're a writer uh 
you know, what does that process look like to you? Do you get a hook first? Do you get a beat in your head? Do you write down first? Because, you know, as a preacher, God always gives me, a lot of times he'll give me like a topic or he'll send me to a scripture and then it unfolds. Because sometimes, you know, most of the time you get the, you get a title. Some people get titles first and then yeah. they get scripture. Some people get yeah. scripture first and then titles. When you're writing, what does that writing process look like for you? Um, my writing process, it's a little bit different. I, I think uh, it depends on the situation. It depends on the circumstance. But most of the time, my my writing process uh, is led by the Holy Spirit. So I'm definitely, not really, definitely. I'm not really uh, in tune with when it happens. All I know is that I know for certain when it doesn't happen because it's weird. Uh, and for those of, those of you who hear this, who know, and, and when the when the Holy Spirit takes hold of you, you just know. There's just a feeling you get in your soul. Ooh, come on, preach that one. Exciting feeling that you get when you know that the Holy Spirit is taking control. And so I know for a fact when the Holy Spirit takes control of me and begins to write for me, oh. because the things that come out are things that I myself would not be able to write down and be able to put together myself. I couldn't. Talk about but it. most of the time, I'll listen to, you know what I mean? I'll listen to some, some Christian hip-hop or even secular music. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I'm a real big Nipsey Hussle fan. Like, real big. Mm -hmm. And so, I listen, you know, I listen to some of that because I love I love listening to truth music. I love listening to real hip-hop, real music, talking about real struggle. Yeah, Talk yeah. Talk about none of, this, uh, none of this saturated stuff you hear on the radio, bro. Because, you know what? At the end of the day, I can't relate to having 50 cars or 10 chains or drugs, or mollies, or all these women. I don't have any of that. At the end of the day, I'm just a man of God who works, provides for his family, and at the end of the day, tries to bring glory to God in Ooh, any way that I can. Come on. That's all that I am. Amen. I just want people to know for a fact that I'm no different than anybody who's out in the world. The only difference is I put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ. That's Ooh, it. And the, I think only, we could... the only way that they're going to prove to that, the only way they're going to see that and know that is by my fruit, and by I, the fruit. I think That's we can it. go home now, bro. We can hang up now. You just did it all right there. There Come on, is, bro. You know I mean? I Amen. Mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Cool. So my next question for you is: I know you talked about Nipsey Hussle, and um, one of the things that I love, I tell people is like, they say, "Can Christians?" See, I get this question all the time: "Can Christians do A, B, C?" And I tell them, "You can, Christians. We could do whatever we want. I mean, it's it's we're not robots, and we we're not we're not we're not gonna we're not." held down we do have ability to say yes or no and i tell people look at the bible says that that is there are all things profitable you know and so i tell people we can do a lot of things that people think we sh we can't do the thing is knowing your strengths knowing your weaknesses knowing what you can and cannot touch and that's one of the things about music i tell people not all music is bad music even if it's not yeah. about jesus and i yeah. and i am a, 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 i'm one to say I don't listen to secular hip hop. That's just because I know that I know where it could take me. But I tell people I love a struggle rap. I love I love biopics. I love bi uh, biographies. I like to. That's how I am too. You know, bro. I, the same I, way. Like I, I love, I, I, I love the underdog. Yeah, yeah, I love those things, man. And it, see, and that's one thing that I could say. And I'm glad that you touched basis on that too, bro. Because I would like to say that that's where uh, where most of my music lines up with. It's um. My music is real enough for the street and too honest for the church. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm right on the edge because, and I'm, I mean, you know, we're family, right? We're family. Are you my cousin on my daddy's side, aren't you? Exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. You know what I'm saying? Like in my music right now, you know what I mean? Like in a season where I'm at right now, I just got back into my walk with Christ. I just, God just put me back on my redemption path right now. You know what I mean? But, and in this season right now, I'm, yeah, I'm married. I got a 13-year-old girl, but right now, and I'm going to keep it real with you because that's just who I am, and I want people to understand, and I hope, God, God, I pray right now that this ministers to somebody. I love my wife to death, and shout out to Janet Lottomation because she's held me down from day one. Right now, bro, we're going through a situation where we're, we've taken time apart right now. Mm. And, and God has allowed me to mature in my walk with him because he realizes that there is, even within my relationship with my wife, that had become a distraction for me to where I, my eyes were no longer on him. And so hey man, I, talk thank about God, that one. I thank God that he didn't allow me to take hold and make decisions in my relationship because I, I, I sabotaged and destroyed my marriage, bro. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say that and I'll be real with it right now. Okay. okay. I, I sabotaged and tried to destroy my marriage, bro. And through the grace of God, my wife has stuck through, through it. She has held me down. And when they say, behind every strong man is an even stronger woman, my wife can be a testament to that because I, why she's still with me, I have no idea. Preach, man. Only Sometimes God I knows, ask bro. that, too. <laughs> no, no, it's God real, knows, bro. bro. And real talk, I was saying earlier, bro, you could be up on a platform and we could be preaching and we could be used by God and we could be a, we could be a vessel for the kingdom and, and be doing great things. But at the end of the day, we could look at our first ministry, which is our family, and that, if they, if you'll know, because that look on your wife's face when you're preaching and you look at her, if she ain't going along with your message, it's because she knows how you are at home. Boy, I've been there. Ooh, and I've been there. Walk, if your walk with God don't match up with how you're preaching to your first ministry at home, bro, it's not going to work. Boy, you're telling, like bro, you're telling on people like now. My, <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I like how my bro, Jay Soul, and Jay Soul put it uh, when he was on his podcast a few weeks ago. For those who want to be in ministry, hey, look, I I put it this way, and I I talk about it a lot in my music, bro. I wasn't I wasn't called I, I wasn't for this life. I didn't ask to be put on a platform. I didn't ask to be gifted with the opportunity to do music and and to minister through music. God chose me. God handpicked me to do this. Amen. And so now I under, I'm understanding now, just barely now, at 31 years old, I'm understanding the consequences, the responsibilities. And the seriousness of what goes into being in ministry. Because when I first got into ministry, bro, I thought it was based off of my talent. I thought it was based off of my gift. I just thought, man, God gave me this platform. Shoot, I'm going to do the best of my ability to do what I can to glorify God. But at the same time, it's about me because God put me here. And I'll tell you right now, I got swallowed up. I got spit out. I got stepped on. And now I'm barely getting myself up and God's brushing me off. Oh, I think God we need to talk about taste. that more, man. God gave me a first taste, bro, of what ministry is like when you're not prepared and you don't have a solid foundation. And I didn't have a solid foundation. Mm. I got into ministry as a baby Christian because my talent, my, my talent shined brighter than my walk with God at the time. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe and, that. I believe, and, I've been there. I've been there. Anytime that, anytime that happens and there's an opportunity and there's, there's a need for ministry, Chances are there's going to be a chance where you might get the opportunity to serve. But I'm going to tell you right now, please get plugged into a local church. Get plugged in with your pastor. Get into your Bible. Get into prayer. Fast. 
And real talk, get discipled. Get discipled. Have accountability. Because when you get into ministry, you're going to need every one of those and more to fight off whatever the enemy is going to throw at you. Because you think, one of my tracks, bro, I said that you think being Christian is a cakewalk? Well, think again, because I just got the devil pissed off. And that's the real talk. When you get into ministry, he's cool with you going to church. He's cool with you praising God. He's cool with you sitting in, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the pulpit, you know I mean? sitting, sitting in the congregation. But when you get into ministry, that's when you put on your armor, you grab your sword, and you declare war. And that's when the devil becomes real. Yes, so yes, for those yes. of you who really want to get into ministry, I, pr- I, I, I pray that you begin to pray and ask God to, to, to reveal your calling and the gift that he has in your life. Because ministry is a calling beyond what you would ever think I can bless you with. I mean, there's... Man, you t- you, you... it's not only the platform that you're blessed with; it's the opportunity you get to speak to so many people who you didn't think are going through mm. the same thing you're going through. So, no, not only are you being, not only do you get to minister to those, but you get ministered back because look at what you're doing by touching these people who are going through the same situation you're going through. You're showing them that the hope that you have in Christ is the same hope they can have in Christ. Wow. So, I, I tell people all the time, bro. Sometimes people, there's some people. That we that don't even get the opportunity to step into a church, and that's why I'm glad that you know what I mean. And shout out to Project Hope, man, because I just did a show. Um, it was a spur of the moment kind of thing, bro. We just showed up to support uh, Mr. Mejia, Andy Mejia, who's doing some of the photography out there. And it just so happened that Project Hope had asked if we could perform and do a track. So we had the opportunity to not only support and be out there for Project Hope, but we had the opportunity to be out there and actually perform a track. And I was able to close out in prayer, bro. And there's something about being out with people who are in the streets, bro. Sometimes there's people in the streets that aren't always going to, they're not going to step into the church. Let's just be real. There's definitely, some people definitely. that they look at a church and they're never going to step in that building because their thoughts of what the church is is already solidified in their mind. And so they won't step inside those doors. But no. if you can get some real brothers and sisters who are really concerned about the streets, who are really concerned about the community, who are really concerned about the souls, uh, onto these streets, like I've seen Project, Project Hope do, and they're going to go ahead, and they're going to be the Bible. Mm, come on. Some people might not even open the, open the Bible. But if you can be a testimony by your walk, by how you carry yourself, by how you conduct yourself as a man and a woman of Christ, people don't even need to open up the Bible. They just look at you, and when they look at you, they don't even see you. They see the Holy Spirit, and they see Christ that resonates in you. Woo, come on, man. Don't get me to start preaching right now. Hey, man, I was, going, I was about to just hang up on you because you're doing too oh, good. Oh, man. All right, let's get. Oh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into this next question, bro. I appreciate what you're sharing, man. You're speaking some truth here. You're you're ta- you're telling on me too, and that's okay. But uh, the next one is, who are you listening to right now? What is in your what What does your playlist look like? If I get on your Spotify, what do I see? Yeah, bro. Hey, before I jump into that, one more time. Hey, that Project Hope. They're having an event Saturday, November twenty third. You can reach them on Instagram at Project Hope. Uh, California and at www.projecthopeca.org for more info. That's my people's uh, right there. Yeah, uh, man. That's my right cousin now, on my daddy's side. <laughs> Just like I'm your cousin on your nephew's side, bro. Your daddy's nephew's side. Hey, my, my, um, my daddy does have a few nephews, so hey, you could be him. But uh, so, who do you who are you listening to right now? So right now, bro. As far as you know, what I mean, because I still listen to secular because. Uh, I got to keep my ears to the streets, and I mean, I, I regardless, I got to keep an ear to what it is that they're listening to. Uh, not necessarily, you know what I mean, because I know a lot of people say, "Oh, be careful what you listen to," because it can corrupt the soul. 
I understand that, but when you go into listening to something with an awareness of what God is trying to show you in the midst of what you're listening uh -huh. to, and you can pull some good things out of a dark place. Hey, you know, when I was a youth leader, not to cut you off, but when I was a youth leader, I was a youth leader for nine years. I still was. I, I still watch BET. I would still listen to Power 106 once in a while. There were certain yeah. things that I would do intentional just to stay connected because exactly how are you going to know if you ain't, if you're, it's in other words, like, I'd be like, I got to keep my ear to the street. So I got to know what these kids are dealing with. And so if I just stay exactly. in my little four walls and my little, and my, and, and stay to myself, then I'm, I, I, I get disconnected, but go ahead. So exactly, who, who are you listening exactly. to right now? But right now, bro, who I've been listening to right now, bro, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I've been listening, I've been listening to a lot of John Keith, bro. Mm -hmm. Uh, been listening to some John, John Keith. I've been listening to a lot of AHA Gazelle. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, I've been listening to some 1K Few. Of course, you know, the Reach family, I love them. I listen to a lot of Bizzle, uh, Jerry Sanders. Okay. What, do, um, what, what, uh, I, uh, I love Brian Trejo, man, because, you know, you guys need to eat. Every now and then, you know, it's good to listen to some of that hype CNK, but every now and then you need to listen to some of that, that, that conviction, uh, that conviction rap, bro, and, and Seven and Bill don't know how to bring that. Hmm. All right, all right. I, I, I'm listening to a lot of Swoop right now. I like Swoop. Hey, um, Swoop is good, man. I, I, I love, uh, I, I, I love, I, I mean, he hasn't brought nothing in a minute, but I love Trip Lee, uh, Tadashi. Yeah. I still I, I don't know I've been in the I've been I've been around for a minute. I still listen to T Bone Gospel Gangsters Priesthood. Yes. Um, I still listen to Priesthood too. I love One K Few. I like uh, the dude used to be on God Over Money. His name is uh, he left God Over Money. King something. King. Uh, oh, K Alico, bro. That's my man right there. I love that dude. Hey, hey, he gets down, bro. He Speaking of K Alico, bro, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. That's one cat that I respect, bro, because I know he had gotten signed by God over money, and then I had come to find out later on that he made you know, a statement saying that he needed to step down because he still was he was still dealing with certain sins in his life that he didn't want to. Uh, he said he was smoking he weed to, while he was still exactly, he was he recording, said, and he said he wanted to step down because he didn't feel like he was honoring God in the right way by being given that platform and still being you know dab dabbling in that. I respect that uh -huh. because you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of artists. Let alone a lot of brothers and sisters are willing to be that vulnerable and open about that, about stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm, myself too. I I dabbled in weed. Mm. I dabbled in weed, and I was still preaching the gospel. I was still doing Bible studies. I was still going out there and and, and being on platforms, preaching the gospel to people who need to hear it. And yeah, behind the scenes, I would go home and I'd be smoking a J. I'd be smoking a bowl out of my piece. So. I understand what he's going through, and the fact that you're that vulnerable to be able to open up and be honest about that. Uh huh. Yeah. One second. One second. Yeah. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. We're we're talking about some of the guys in the hip hop game that, like, I grew up. Uh, I I got saved two thousand. So when I first got saved, okay. Christian hip hop was whack to me. Like there was nobody oh, wow. out. And by the time I started listening to like real good stuff, it was like priesthood. T-Bone, Gospel Gangsters, Unity Clan. Um, but uh, Christian hip-hop has definitely uh, progressed. And I think I want to say that T-Bone's quality has always been good. He was one of the few because he always had like the top-notch producers. You know, he got a lot of slack for some of the things that he was doing. You know, the, the collaborations he was doing in the beginning. But um, 
All right. Well, the next question is is um, if you um, five top top five artists dead or alive. Ooh, top five artists dead or alive. Secular is Christian. That like my, is that like my list? Like my top list? Yeah, you got like a list or. Man, okay, well, okay, so it had to be, probably had to be Nipsey Hussle, DJ Quick. Ooh, come on. Nate, Nate Dog. Oh, come on. I'll bet you West Coast. Okay, okay. I, those uh, are my. Dang, man. That's a, that's a good one, man. I, probably Busy Bone. Oh, okay. Hey, and, real uh, quick, which one of the guys from, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony kind of goes back and forth with the Christian. He does like Christian hip hop. Isn't there one that does that? He he I, did. You know what? And I, I, I they, they all do that. Because I heard some, I heard some of crazy material, and he would be jumping, dipping back into Christianity, and then dip back into sexy music. Busy Bone did some of that. Lazy Bone did some of that. Oh, because so, they're known as like to be some like hard. People could would say that they were, they were like some hardcore devil worshippers and. Easy, yeah, you know, yeah. that OEZ. Oh, but I heard a couple of things from, um, I think one of them did a, um, a song of Pyrex. Pyrex out of Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Lazy Bone that did that. Yeah, yeah. So, top five, man. Top five. It's, you know. Yeah, okay. So, we got DJ Quick, Nipsey Hussle, Nate Dogg, Busy Bone. And then the last one, I would probably, I, would ha I probably had to keep the West Coast going. I probably had to say, whew, I would have to say 1G. Warren G, okay, okay. Normally people say Nas and Jay-Z and Eminem, but... Nah, man, because you know what? Because my thing is, yeah, I know they got lyricism and they're one of the greatest, but I'm looking at it in the sense of, of quality and, 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 and the, uh, the production of music. Because you listen, you know what I mean? Most of the, if you think about it, most of the dudes on my list are producers. DJ Quick's a producer. Warren G's a producer. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, uh... Nipsey was Nipsey produced some of his own music, so for me, I was looking at it more of a sense of just the quality music and getting people to actually feel the music. Mm, cool. So, last question. Originally, it was, who is your? What would be your favorite collab? Right, but it's the but Jason Solis changed it up and he said, why don't you change it to this? So, number seven is who. If you had a, what would your dream cipher look like? Your dream cipher. If you can get the greatest anybody to cipher with you, dead or alive. Oh, I know you, you said the, your faves, but if you can have a cipher, who would it be? Who would you, you stare that stage with? Dream hey, cipher. You know what? If I had to do something like that, because I, you know, I, I, I used to watch a, uh... I used to watch a lot of those. I remember growing up, I used to watch those, uh, remember the Beef series? Which ones? Growing up, the Beef series? The Rap Beefs? The Rap Beef? Oh, yeah, the Beef. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to, listen, I used to watch those. And just recently on Netflix, I was watching the Evolution of Hip Hop. Okay. So, bro, if I had to, if I had to have a cipher, man, I would probably have that Kim in it. I'd probably have Big Daddy Kane, because he got down back in his day. Uh, I'd probably have Dre. Mm. I probably have Eminem. As far as CHH goes, I would have to jump. I would have to have the Craig jump in that. I would have Bigger jump in that. Seven's one play is crazy, and he's always come on fire. So yeah, man. I mean, if if it had to be a cipher, yeah, that's where you. That's where the lyricism comes in. 
If you could add a female, who would it be? Oh, if I had a oh man, if I had a add a female, are you talking about a rapper? Yes. Man, I, I, if I had to pick a rapper, I'd probably say the brat. The brat? Yeah, man. Oh I snaps! Think. I was thinking more like MC Light, but I like the brat too. I like the oh, brat. MC Light, but you know what? Because the brat always brought that she she had some, she brought some of the G funk style. And she had just a way with words. Nah, nah, she's dope, man. I ain't got to take nothing away from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That girl's crazy, man. Yeah, well, man. Well, so, all right, cool, man. So far, so good. And um, what I'd like to do with this uh, this this part of the interview is, you know, we talked, to, we talked about marriage. We talked about ministry. We talked about being transparent. We, we I, I used to tell people, we can do better than that. And I used to have this thing I would do on Instagram called, we could do better than that. And I remember saying, we can represent the church better than that. And uh, you, we talked about that. Uh, you hit so many different topics, so many different things. You were super transparent. Um, one of the things that, if <clears throat> excuse me, if I was listening to this podcast as a father, as a husband, I would take away this from what you told me today: is um, you're nothing without a good marriage. You know, and I've been there where. Um, I put ministry over my marriage. I put my feelings over my marriage. Like you're saying, I even sabotaged that time to my marriage. And um, I got a ride or die too, man. My wife is amazing. I'm sure your wife's amazing. Uh, oh, I've done, I've never, I, I can't say that I've done, well, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I, I haven't always appreciated my wife and loved her the way she needs to be loved. I, oh, I haven't yeah. washed her the way she needs to be washed. And uh, my wife, she had if my wife had, could if my wife would tell me right now hey dave i'm out i, I couldn't get mad and yeah. so oh, definitely. i want to tell you man i appreciate you i love you i know you better now and i'm probably never gonna i'm gonna try to stay away from you because you're a bad influence oh okay nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh hey, you I, know what hey, speaking of that bro you know what matter of fact because i know we didn't even touch bases on how we really met do you even remember how we met yes yes i remember uh the moment i met you i, I fell in love <laughs> but oh, you know I, before we get into that i just want to say i appreciate you man i love you man and um this interview has it's it's got me my wife's at a conference right now in palm springs but it's right. really it's you really uh god used you um and just already with me man so the minute i put this on the podcast i'm sure that that some of the things you said are gonna really really hit hit um Hit home, man, and um, I thank you, man. I appreciate you. We're not done, but uh, I love you, man. I appreciate you. Hey, what were you gonna you, say right now when you met me? I remember you needed, you wanted my autograph. I remember that. I did, I did. <laughs> well, I, I did. I remember that. And then, uh, in fact, I'm still waiting for that autograph. Amen. Yeah, I remember when we first met. I remember it was at the Praise Chapel, one of the 35 churches that I've attended in the there last go, 20 bro. years. Matter of fact, you know what? I met you at Praise Chapel with you. It was the weekend of Easter, I remember, because you had approached me, and you're like, hey, bro, we're going to be doing some outreaches this summer, and I wanted to see if you wanted to get on and possibly perform. So I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, let me know. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Chop, you know, chop it up, maybe exchange information. And then you're like, yeah, I'm also part of the evangelism team. So I'm like, all right, cool. I went to the first meeting for the evangelism team. And then maybe like a week or two later, God calls you to go somewhere else, and I'm like, who left? And then after that, man, I remember uh, 
I forgot, I forgot where God had to send me after that, bro. But then we reconnected uh, through this, through social media. That's how I was able to reconnect with social media. Yeah, one second, man. One second. So I left the church after two weeks, and I say I didn't tell you, but I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 bro. But then we ended up reconnecting to social media. For those of you that don't know, I just recently, literally just got social media, I want to say back in, like, May. Okay. April or May. So I've been out of the social media game for, prior to that, last thing I had was, like, a MySpace. I was probably, like, 18. Ooh, my God. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I it, you know what it's Because social media would distract me and it would get me in trouble. It would get me in trouble, whether it was personal or whether it was through my relationship and my, my marriage. It was just social media. You got to learn how to use it. You got to know how to use it. You got to be mature, mature enough to know how to use it or else it will get you in trouble. Real talk. Definitely, um, definitely. But, man, yeah, bro, I remember, I remember that luckily we were able to connect at the uh, event in Long Beach. So, that was cool, too, bro. Yeah, one of the things that uh, you also hit on that I want to talk a little bit about is um, I won't say names, but I will say this. Um, God has always put men in front of me, uh, not to disciple so much, but to like mentor. Like there's a mm-hmm. bunch of dudes that call me, text me, and that's all they do. We don't meet and pray. I'm not sharing 30 scriptures with them. And I come to find out that a lot of dudes that have gifts and talents, um, they're being um, misled in their church and not mm-hmm. because um, someone's trying to be evil. Um, there's a lot of guys who rap, who send me music. Hey, how do you you like this song? You know, uh, hey, man, um, g- give me some advice on this. Not so much the music. And I tell people, look it, when you first and you said it earlier, my heart goes out to the new believer. Because when I became a Christian, I went through a Christian men's home where I got everything I needed for my foundationals. Now, after the fact, I had to get, you know, under a man of God. I had to to uh, to uh, do all those things, you know, to get into leadership. I had to prove myself. I had to be faithful, available and all that good stuff. But I, I know for a lot of people, the the art of discipleship is kind of like not there anymore. There's not a lot of people discipling. There's not a lot of people getting discipled. And I tell people, if you know that you're called, that you're called to do music, worship, uh, leadership, make sure you take a season, however that se- along that season takes, to get yeah. discipled, to get built up in the things of God. Because what's going to happen, you said it to yourself, and I, I love that you said it, certain things the devil ain't going to trip off you. But the, when, the minute you, like you said, I declare war, the minute you begin to make an impact for the kingdom, the devil is like, all right, cool, it's on. And a lot of people, you see them, and they're like a firecracker. They make all this noise, and then they're gone. And I'm going to tell you straight out, in the, in the 19 years I've been saved, I've made a lot of mistakes, ups and downs. I've been unfaithful. I've been faithful. I've been stubborn. I've been rebellious. There's times in my marriage where things haven't went right, and I, I, and my, my church attendance has suffered. My ministries that God has given me, I've been, I haven't been faithful and I, I just, you know, just, just what it is. But I tell people, like I, I had conversations with certain guys and you probably, were mutual friends of some of these guys in different churches. And I tell yeah. people, look at the, the platform's going to be there, man. The ministry yeah. ain't going nowhere, man. Hey, God is going to use you. Just be still and know he's God. 
be still. Yeah. If, if well, why am I not up there yet? You're gonna be up there, man. It's gonna one day. God's gonna give you your time to shine. And a lot of guys they don't want to wait for that time, you know. And and I tell people, I know when you're called, and you and you're not being used, it's you feel like you was in, you're in sin. You feel like dang, yeah. but your time is gonna come. God's got to do some things in your life, so when you get the platform that you 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 you're effective, it's healthy. There's and and for me, I don't really I'm not good with balance. I go a hundred okay. or I go zero, and that's not good. Well, I'm the same way. I'm you the know. Same way. Yeah, you know, ministry. Do enough, but still be able to to, to have a structure. And yes. You know, with me, it's go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go for it, bro. With me, it's like okay, what's the balance between work is not a big thing because I only I only do eight uh, nine to, I only do eight hours five days a week. But like ministry, my family, my mother, my friends, my social media, my TV time. My study time, my lazy time, my every all these different things, and and I, I I'm 40 years old, bro, and I'm still haven't got it. But I know that that when I see people, especially guys who rap and and girls who sing, it's like just wait that season, man, and let God do what He needs to do. Because if you skip that uh, that original season, that first season in your life, if you skip it and jump in. You're gonna end up in a place. Most of those people, they you don't see them anymore, and they don't just go out. Yeah, they go right. out and they don't come yeah, back sometimes. Right. But amen. So I, uh, again, I want to conclude this. I want to um, anything that you want to say before we go out. Any last words before we call it a night? Yeah, man. Just to, I'm just gonna piggyback off of what you just said right now, bro. Um, really, really ground yourself in the Word of God man, when you get involved in any type of ministry, because um, I know God was putting this on my heart right now. I wanted to share it with anybody who's either in ministry, about to get in ministry, or is in a season in their ministry where they feel like, man, how come things aren't going the way I expected them to go to? Because I'll, trust, I'll tell you right now, I was that person in ministry. I had the gifts, I had the platform, and yet because I wasn't willing to wait on God, I took it upon myself to try to make decisions and go in a direction which wasn't according to how God said it. And like you said, a lot of those brothers, they fell off. And I, and I, was, I was one of those brothers. I fell off completely. fell off completely. But I thank God, and it's all His mercy and His grace, that He still loves me enough to keep me and hold on to me to where I still, I never gave up on God. I might have given up on myself. I might have given up on my faith. I might have given up on my wants or time. But I never gave up on God. I might have doubted Him. I might have thought that He wasn't there. I might have thought that He had left me. But when you get that time by yourself with God, and He helps you to realize, and, and, and He helps you to remember that He's there the whole time, then you realize, okay, I can do anything with Christ. And so for those of you who are, are, are really looking into getting into ministry, bro, or sister, please get yourself discipled because it really is a lost art. And if you can't find nobody to disciple you, get up with your pastor and ask them. We're called to be leaders, men and women. And part of being a leader is taking it upon yourself to make sure that you make decisions in your life that are going to better you for the kingdom and for your use in Christ. And so, bro, just with that, friend, 
I just, for the kids, keep chasing your dreams. I don't care if they, people think it's stupid or not. If God gives you a vision, stick with it and keep going. I don't care what the doubters say. I don't care what the haters say. I don't care if people are going to mock you. If God told Noah to build the ark years before it was going to rain and people laughed and made fun of him, then whose family was the one that survived the flood? Noah. Why? Because he was obedient and he listened and he see the vision that God gave him and he stuck with it. So for those who have a vision, stick with it because God's going to see you through it. Amen. Amen. Words, they're not just words that you know you come up with that you're speaking from your heart and experience so oh, amen yeah. well again man i appreciate the time that you took to speak with me good stuff yeah, yeah, good stuff me, man. my god so uh we got, we're gonna i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna i'm gonna try to edit this thing Ho- hopefully try to push it out tonight but again bro i love you man appreciate you yeah, and um amen so that's another one in the books my brother royale being very transparent, talking about marriage, ministry. Um, yeah, it's no joke out there. You know, if uh, you're out there and you desire ministry, understand that uh, ministry is uh, is a good thing. Ministry, God uses you. He uses your gifts, your talents to, to, to build the kingdom, to work the kingdom, to serve your local church. But uh, if you're out there, uh, hopefully you're blessed by this interview i pray that uh you would uh just open your heart to the lord tonight if you're listening to me know that jesus uh the bible says he died for you and he rose on the third day and he sits at the right hand of the father and he did it all for you the bible talks about even at even in your where you're at he still did it for you he sent his best to die for you he provided a way for you I just pray that tonight you would open your heart to the Lord. Amen. God bless you. This is another episode of the the Av podcast. And um, like I always say, in everything you do, get God glory. God bless you.